I think I'm mostly scared of like that. Like I'm just like where are my friends? Like my friends are in South Africa. My mom's in South Africa. Like my siblings. I'm mostly just scared of like just like it's such a big. It's just huge, and I'm just a girl, you know. <laughs> Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, man. You heard it here first. He's not playing. No, Aaron's not playing. No fucking game. You got your ear to the streets, man. Much love to all the people down under. And make sure y'all follow the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, man, because they're giving y'all nothing but the real shit. But yeah, man, appreciate the intro, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. Shout out to the whole Hip Hop Hustle podcast. What's up with it? It's official. For the first time ever, we have Hip Hop Hustle podcast merch. From hoodies to T-shirts to hats and even slides, Go to the hiphophustlepodcast.com to get yours. There we go. Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle Podcast. I'm with a fantastic artist, uh, the one and only Uppy Tenza. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, you've been dropping some really amazing music. You've had uh, What It Do Come Out, Odious Ways, No Job, Guap as well. So you've just been releasing a lot of music, um, which is awesome to see. And then you're also in a rap trio. So you're doing it all. You're doing it on like the solo front. You're doing it on a trio front. I've always wondered because like when you do the two in terms of being a solo artist and then also being a group artist, how do you balance both? Because you've got the interests of the group, but then you've also got your own name that you're trying to build up. You've got projects that you want to build up. So how are you finding the balance of the two? Well, the thing is, it's like, it works um, because when I went into it, I kind of was just like, guys, let's just get along, first of all. Like, as long as we, like, are on a basis where we all genuinely care about each other as people and also as, like, artists and respect each other as artists and kind of get each other's craft, that's when we can just kind of come together, like, and then just let it flow naturally, you know? And then it's like, okay, we're doing this. We're, like, we're something we all feel like, is our baby you know but also we are different artists like um for example like the one girl in the group she just started tattooing she like we're all different like beings but the thing is we all come together when it comes to music so it I guess when it's like my solo music that's like genuinely just like stuff that I write when I'm alone in my bedroom or like you know like kind of just like writing poetry and it's so personal that it's like it's hard to do with someone else so it's like when I'm pitching a song that's kind of just like being about like a baddie or just like you know about like my girls you know I I'll just kind of like have them you know see what they could do on it and then they kill it obviously and then that's the group's baby that's the song and then I have more of a my own edge I guess and then when I put my when I go into Baby Mansuda, I kind of conform and then become a Baby Mansuda member. You know what I'm saying? And it's like hard, but it's not. It's doable. I kind of like it that way. I really do, because they also really support me as a solo artist, and they like really they love my music as a solo artist. So, like having that relationship where someone you are also a fan of, because I like their stuff, kind of say to you that you know, you're doing good, you know, and then 
you'll send them a song and they'll be like, whoa, it's like really good. And then it's just, it's encouraging. We kind of like help each other out. Well, that's really good. Cause I mean, there are so many hip hop groups yeah. that break up because each yeah. member is like doing their own thing and then they can never get on tour. They can never get an album together because they're always working on their individual projects. Yeah. And so that's why I'm always like, it's, mm. it's, really challenging at some point to me just having to balance the two but it sounds like you've got like a great balance in the sense of one part is far yeah yeah but in the future I really do hope that I can be I just I always want to be involved and you know but especially since we're kind of in the same I guess circle they live in New York too like we're in the same environment so it's not really hard to work together and grow together um like at the end of the day it's just like we're kind of helping each other grow as artists also like you know on our own so also just like when they have their own solo ventures they could you know have me help them out and kind of give them advice on my journey and then they could give me advice on theirs so yeah and also baby Suda is kind of more like um, it's more like a a collective at this point. It's more of a collective of girls, more so than a than a band band like a trio, you know. But um, yeah, right now it's more solo artists in a group together. So that's kind of the system we got going on right now. Yeah. Do you feel like it's a long term thing? Like whether you create music or not, but do you feel like the the camaraderie is there and y'all will always support each other? throughout your careers I think so because also the music that we make together like I like it's just like such a a step in my career too like something I'll never forget like when I released Julia Fox with them or when we worked on this together that's like part of my journey and my growth too so I don't think it's something that I'll ever like forget or like or just you know I'm always going to appreciate that and just like making music with them is like we make good music together. So like, I'm always going to want to tap back into that even in the future. So I do think that it like, it'll last like a long time. It's just like, I do have my like career that I'm also pursuing. It's like a very, it's a very unique plan I have for myself in my mind, but um, they totally fit into that plan. So I, really like Julia Fox is like that song is my baby like I like I remember what I was going through the time I wrote that and like just like even writing that with them the recording like it was just like a fun process like that kind of helped us bond together and even in the future when people like are like hey aren't you on Julia Fox like you know people are gonna know that song still and it's gonna just be like just like a baby, you know, that we all share. <laughs> we all babysit sometimes. Well, you know, you you said you've got a plan. What's the plan? What is the plan? My plan is to continue making music, just to just like develop my craft, really, and just keep like speaking. I don't plan on like stopping speaking, you know. My plan is to just like, keep putting music out um and I 
I've I've got to a point where I really am just excited to see where I go and what I come up with in the future. So I'm just excited for future me. Um, but the plan is to just like keep making music and grinding and just loving what I love, like just loving what I make, you know, and meeting up with people, making, you know, featuring, just like connecting musically. That's like, that's just like who I am, I guess. And the plan is to just continue and keep releasing. I want to start doing shows eventually. Mm. Um, I want to, I actually signed, like, fingers crossed, but I signed up um, to perform at a festival here in South Africa, too, called Rocking the Daisies, you know, like, things like that, like, going, playing at festivals and playing at, like, even, like, little events, like, you know, and I just also, a big thing of mine is I want to, I want to develop myself in my own country, like, South Africa on my Spotify, like, is, like, number like 20 on my top like listeners which like that's so sad because I'm like this is where I'm from so that's another goal of mine like I want my country to just like be proud of me and just like you know well if it makes you feel any better I'm not in the top in Australia either I fluctuate a little bit I like pop in and out in Australia but like I'm we I'm in the top 10 in Albania right now in music Uh, like random countries Germany loves me too, really, you know, Berlin specifically. <laughs> yeah, I feel, but I feel like it's almost better to do well overseas mm-hmm. first yeah. because it's like you almost True. get the recognition. You don't get the hometown hero reception. Yeah. Sometimes I think like when you're from a place, they only listen to you because you're from that place and it's like they're obliged yeah. to as opposed to, you go out, you make something yeah. of yourself, and then mm. they, then they're like, "Oh shit, I've been sleeping on that." Yeah, and it's like, wait, she's from where I am, and then they're like, "Yeah, that's actually true." Yeah, that's right. I guess it is better that way. I do want it that way, actually, but I just like, I want to get to a point where like people are like, "Do you listen to Upitenza?" And then it's like, wait, she's from South Africa. It's like, wait, like you know. It's a good dream to have. Yeah. <laughs> now you just got to make it happen. Now's the hard part of like, all right, you got the got the plan, you got the dream, but now you got to make it happen. Yeah, like I put the action, like get to work, you know, which is like wild. Just like I've been taking every like chance, you know, that I've been getting. Like I've been getting, you know, I get I've been getting beats sent to me and stuff. Like I'll just like I've been like working like musically this year like is a very big year for me um especially with like how well what it do did like how it went like that song did so well that I was like kind of like I wasn't even going to release that song which is like I wasn't going to release it I didn't know like if it was it's stupid but I don't know if it was what when people wanted to hear you know right. and also it was like, like what was it what was it about it that made you doubt it Honestly, it was, it's very personal, I think. For, I I just, like, I felt like people would be like, we don't care. I don't know. Like, or, like, I don't know. And also the, it's not very, like, it's not hype. It's not generic what, like, you hear, like, that people are listening to on TikTok. 
or you know these days or it's just like the way I even started making music is I started writing poetry I used to like put poetry like write it out and just like just have it and just having something to read again tomorrow or like in a few like in a net like in the next hour and be like wait I wrote that like that's just like kind of what kind of turned me into this I guess and then I just like turned my poetry into music and then I started on SoundCloud just putting music out on SoundCloud as artists do and then yeah just like developing my craft just like realizing that the more I practice the better I get at it and yeah it's just like it's just very sentimental to me so putting that out there was like it was like I don't know I had to I didn't know I didn't know if it was for like what people wanted to hear because I made it because it's what I wanted to make but my best friend was like this is amazing and then also like it was like I liked this like it was good right but I just put it out but I didn't really expect anything out of it and then like it did really well and then people were loving it and then um now I'm like wait I'm just not giving myself enough credit like I I shouldn't like sleep on myself like that and now I'm actually excited because I'm more driven to like I'm like okay you know like you know then I'm like wait till you hear the next thing you know yeah well I think it's interesting because the hype songs only get you so far they have they go viral they go like they're hot but they're hot and then they disappear and you never hear about them again but what you want yeah, they're trends. Like that's why you don't – and that's why everyone makes them because that's the trend. But like you can't, as you said, you cannot pick one from the other. They sound exactly the same. It's all the same contents, all the same shit, so you can replace them easily. But I think what you did well in What It Do was like it's difficult to replace someone who's genuinely themselves. And as much as you think people don't care about your journey, you it will be surprising the amount of people that understand what you're going through or it makes them feel something about what they're going through. Mm-hmm. So the best artists, I think that any of us have our favourite artists are like ones where they inspire something within us and I think we forget about that. I think we forget we're like, oh, I love this person because they made me feel a certain way. But then when I make music, I'm like, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Even though what I love is all the artists telling them how they telling me how they feel and all the shit that they're going through. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually very true. Yeah, I guess we forget that realness is just what it's about. Which is yeah, which is why I'm doing it and I just wouldn't be doing it if it was just for I don't know. Like clout. I don't know. Because I'm already, like, embarrassed. Not that I'm embarrassed. I'm, like, it's, like, you know how you just said, like, you're embarrassed to put it out. But I'm not embarrassed to put it out because it's my it's it's my art, you know. This is my form of expression. But at the same time, you're going to be critical of yourself, you know. Like, you're going to be your worst critic. Um, and also, my thing is you don't want to, you don't want to think you're better than you actually are, you know. But... I guess, like, you should just not care about that, though, you know? Yeah. I mean, you say that you're not embarrassed, but the self-doubt, I can see it on your face. You're like, 
you're 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 take you're going back. You're like I can see it. You're like going. I should say that I'm not embarrassed, but you also said that you're like, what if no one gives a shit? That's like that's the self talk of like a little bit of like I'm worried. Like my ego is a little bit worried, and I'm worried yeah. about what people will say. So like I 100% get it because when I first started this, I was like who the fuck am I, number one, and why would yeah. anyone listen to me talk? Like, why? And it's the same. It's just like at some point you just have to do it for yourself, as you said, and people will be on the journey with you or they won't, and that's the end of that. I started off on social media. Like, I was, like, I started off on, like, TikTok. Like, that's where I gained my first, like, audience, like, big group of people, like, seeing what I'm doing. and. With that, I'm not speaking, you know, it's just like my makeup and my face and my style. So I think I was so like already set to the system of I don't really have to talk much to the point where when I did talk, I was like, but do people want to hear what I'm saying or just see what I'm doing, you know? So I was also torn between those two things because it's like, you know, it's going to be a transition of people like, oh, Uppy also makes music. It's like I was already known for something else, which was like just surface level. So when I was talking like real stuff, I was that's why I was kind of like, but do you want to hear though? And I'm, it's just, I guess that that certain part of me built some insecurity that I, that I shouldn't just like that. I, you know, don't speak less do more like I don't know but I just like I know it's like day by day I'm trying to like just be confident and just like speaking and being wearing it on my sleeve like and just being proud of it you know just like well the good news is you got the answer (laughs) you got the people like yeah I do want to know yeah okay thank you by the way I've been meaning to ask you because your South African accent is barely there. Like I can pick it up on certain words that you say. Like there, it, it like it fluctuates. Obviously, me being Australian, I'm used to hearing voices that are not uh, Aussie, just because I've interviewed so many people. But you've got it flows into the American, and then every odd word is South African again. Is that purposeful? Say that to me all the time, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I've always kind of spoken in a way where people are like you speak like different but then also when I moved to New York I'm not gonna lie I am the type of person that where I am I am gonna adapt like I even moved I went to Italy I was an exchange student in Italy for a while my English even started sounding like a bit (laughs) like and then when I moved to New York all my like all my friends are American for I moved there in 2019 like it's 2023 it's honestly just a back and forth of me going to New York back to South Africa back back and forth and now I'm just this person who's just kind of fused into just like both but it also does depend on who I'm like when I'm with when I talk to my mom it definitely like goes back more to that Zulu kind of South African accent and then because I just heard my- it then, you were like, it, it depends and definitely. 
And I like definitely, you know, when I talk to my mom, I can yeah. say, I, I think I've got a pretty good South African accent that I can replicate. But so you when I hear it, it, huh? You meet a lot of South African people? Well, yeah, there are quite a few South Africans in Melbourne. So I'm like, how you, how you, but it, mine's like a super white South African mm. accent. That's what it is. I know a lot of people who actually moved to Australia after high school. Like a lot of people move there. But they and all the, keep the, their accents. Yeah, they do. They very much do. Yeah. Because it's not that, like, I don't want to say, it's not that far, far off from the Australian accent. It's just like there's a difference in the twang. There's a difference in obviously the cultural language of it. But I think the 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 tone of the accent is very similar. Yeah. See, it's weird. I can't do New Zealand at all. And people really? think New Zealand and South African are close. But I think it's because I can only do South African. I can't really switch back to New Zealand. I've never understood that. But I think you're right. There is very similar tonality and similar sounds. Or it's just like extensions that are made in the South African I see, I would, think I would think New Zealand and Australia are similar. They're almost too similar that the slight differences I can't, I just haven't been able to figure out. Whereas African is far enough for me to have to practice something. See what you mean, yeah. America is just its own thing, honestly. Yeah, it depends where you are. Yeah, it does for sure. And people will be like, so in the beginning with my accent, like people will be like, what? What are you saying? What are you saying? To the point where I actually had to start saying some things in a way that they will understand. So that's also a part of why I talk like this for real. Was there a particular word that kind of? Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know, something like, for example, like aunt, an aunt. Oh, yeah, aunt. Like like my aunt. Like, what? My aunt. (laughs) My aunt. You just got to be like, eh. So, like, you just really got to dumb yourself down a bit. <laughs> Do you know what it is for Australians? Water. Water. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, water. And you're like, yeah, they're like, and it's, yeah, they're like, what's water? And you're like, oh, it's water. They're the only ones that say it like that, though. And then they project, like, that wa- wa- water onto everyone else. But, like, I, South Africa says water. The UK, like Europe, water. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, people I know that are from Denver, Den- Denver, Colorado, and they're like, say Denver <laughs> again, but say it your way. And I'm like, Denver. They're like, no, Denver, Denver. Denver. That's how they think we say it. <laughs> Denver. Yeah. They're like Denver. Really? Yeah. I've been there for way too long. 19, 20, 200 been there for almost like four years five years now because yeah. what made you move why yeah i like to travel a lot like i like to travel i don't know like i like to i think i've always loved like also just like south africa is such a small town like and then in high school i got the chance to kind of just like experience going overseas and then I just kind of fell in love with it like I was even an exchange student like I was saying in Italy and I love seeing people's interactions to me I like to see how people around the world are 
I also like to just I just like connecting with people and just like seeing and I don't know I just like people are so nice people are just lovely so I just like like to go and connect with different people and also I I it's like I don't know it's like I like to travel because it's like collecting like infinity stones from like different places and then kind of just like making it sum you up as a person and then you're just like this like worldly person I just like I love the concept of it I don't know I'm actually heading to New York in October for the first really time. I think yeah. I'll be there I think I'll be there then there you go you can you can show me the sites because one of my friends he moved over to New York uh, and he's living there now with his girlfriend and so there's like four of us boys because well, we traveled to Thailand last year and we were just like you're moving to new york when are we ever going to travel again like together and it was yeah. like all the stars just lined up and so we're all going to be in new york for the same. <laughs> yeah it's going to be sick where we're already like we got to go to six flags bless you um tony so, island yeah i don't know to be honest we just want to eat delicious food uh, yeah. which is, yeah, on my TikTok algorithm is already just all about which places you can go to in New York. That's one thing I'll tell you. The food is very good. Expensive, but very good. Like, um, especially if you go to Six Flags, you'll find, like, the most random, like, combination of foods, you know. But then yeah. also, I'm not going I don't have a sweet tooth is my thing. And when I moved to America, like people really love sweet things there. Like, and I'm just like a very savory person. So like I miss like, sometimes I do miss like South African food. Like, you know, the like hot tea, like warm meal, but I'm surviving. Like I'm not <laughs> like first. When I first moved there, I gained a lot of weight because I was just like, what? I was just like eating fast food a lot. But I'm just going to have to learn how to cook more is my thing. It's what I should do, actually. Yeah. Well, I'm with you on the, I'm not a huge sweets person either. I'm savory all the way. Like I would rather order a bunch of entrees uh, and then the mains and then skip dessert if I have to. Me too. Me too. Definitely. Like my birthday cake. Oh, birthday I cake. A- eat it. I mean, you got to like, have it. For other people to eat. But I- <laughs> <laughs> so do you miss like South African food when you're overseas? Yeah, a lot. I actually really do. It's like, it's like, it's funny. It's like when you're here, you, you miss American food because you miss like the good fast food. And then when you're there, you miss like home. I don't know. I guess it's the home cooked meal. Like they don't have a Nando's. They don't have like, they don't have like, I don't know. Even their KFC is different. It's not as good. Like I miss like good savory food. Like they just miss it a little bit. Just like a little bit off. But I definitely miss like, a nice like home-cooked meal especially like here in South Africa the food culture is so diverse so like my like taste palette is like very like picky I think to like certain flavors and the flavors there are just like like they eat they're right (laughs) (laughs) 
so interesting, like, because the portion size must also be insanely different. Yeah, no, it's insane. Like, the fast food, it's crazy. Like, when I even came here, like, the regular here is a medium there, I realized. Like, the, the, the largest you can get at McDonald's here is the medium in America. Yeah, and they wonder why they're fat. And they wonder yeah, why they- the whole world is like, <laughs> y'all are all fat. And it's because whenever anyone goes there, they're like, how does a human consume this food in one sitting? Mm, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, even my boyfriend will, like, sit through, like, a whole, like, the other day he was like, I need to watch what I eat now. Because he will, like, the routine is to just, like, not order one, like, you know, like, meal. It's, like, I'll get the the burger, the chips, the apple pie, the the they love like yeah he loves apple pie the large coke it's just like an order there's an order to eating to them and my thing is like eat until you're full and then be done you know like americans love their food a little bit too much but you know what i do love the mediterranean food there like especially in new york they have like really good like lamb like gyros and stuff like that and like the street food is very good mm. the fast food no but the street food like it's really good and the deli food is also really good oh, i cannot wait to hit up like a traditional new york deli and just uh get the cold cuts yeah i'm i'm already like salivating thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> it's so good like after a night out like just walk into a deli and just get like a... oh me and my me and my my very first roommate when i moved there she introduced me to like cheese steaks and they're like it's like it's like they put like the the meat the mince and then they like cook it with cheese and it's so yeah, and good the capsicum and the onion see i've never had a cheese steak i definitely know what a cheese steak is but i've never had a cheese steak and i can't tell if it's too much like it's too rich and all the cheese would be kind of gross or it's yeah. like so gross that it's weirdly good It'd be good. I think it's, you know, it's funny. It's like when I had it, it's it wasn't like overwhelming. It was like the cheese was there to keep the meat together and just to keep it like make it good enough. But the meat wasn't so. It's just like all fit. I don't know. And then they put the sauce, and then like I like it with like tomatoes. I like to make like it's just good. I don't know. It was a hit for me. You know, you got to stop it because like I might never come back. I may just like, <laughs> guys, the food here is way too good. I cannot <laughs> go home. And honestly, we don't have delis that are open on yeah, a I, I was what do we have in Australia? Like, what do you eat? Like, We have, so there is like no such thing as Australian food. Like, we don't really have a cuisine. Like, restaurants have like modern kind of food, but it's yeah. really hard to, we've just got a mix of all the different cultures that have come here. So, like, really strong Asian food with amazing Asian food. Italian food here is really good. And we've got, like, a really nice fine dining restaurant experience. So you can literally have it all. And we've got, you know, we do have Nando's, unlike the U.S. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> you'll definitely get lots of Nando's. There's plenty down here. Okay, but in Australia for sure then. <laughs> <laughs> that was the selling ticket. It wasn't like it's not because I have fans. It's not because I want to see the country. It's just because if they've got Nando's, I'm there. 
I mean, like, forget the spiders that, like, I hear, but forget the animals. Wait, but is it cold? I mean, is it hot all throughout? No. So it's so I'm. It's cold right now in Melbourne, so we're, like, down south. So it's, like, 13 degrees today, like, and it's really cold in the mornings, like, four degrees, I would say, like, frosty as hell. Um, but then summer is, like, hot, like, very hot. But it's not very far off to South Africa. I just I don't think we get that cold in the winter. Yeah, not as like, cold. Yeah, but like, but yeah, I, South Africans tend to like Australia. That's why your friends move here. They never come back. They just yeah, stay they, in Australia. They, they, after high school, they literally are still there. I've never thought about like I've never I don't know I've never thought about visiting there, but. I think, you know, it would be such a good, like, tourist experience. Yeah, it is awesome. And because it's such a big country, there are, like, so many different places to go to. Um, and, I mean, the spiders, everyone is scared of the spiders, but you don't really see that many spiders. You get yeah, the odd surprise one. I don't even think I care about that that much. It was just, like, it's just America. It's just a propaganda against Australia. Like, <laughs> they say the spiders. Awesome. Thank you. They say the spiders, the snakes. And stuff like that. And then I'm just imagining. We have. Like, it's not a lie. We have them all. Like, we have a lot of poisonous snakes. But it's not like I'm jumping over snakes to go to a yeah, cafe. Okay. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm, I have to fight a shark every time I go for a swim and I have okay. to deal with crocodiles. <laughs> Although, in Darwin, you, you can't swim in the water in Cairns because there are saltwater crocodiles. So you actually can't swim there. But, like... For most people in their everyday lives, you're not like it's not a trial by fire, and you have to survive the the landscape of the earth. Like I don't like hop on a kangaroo's back to get to work. I don't do those things. You know, in America, when they're like, "So what's Africa like?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I got a lion." Like, <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, no elephants, <laughs> very great." But in in Florida, in America, they're crazy. Like with their like. They're croc, they're alligators. They got like crazy iguanas there. You do jump over iguanas there. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I've heard people from Florida are a special case of, yeah. They are. <laughs> There's a fun game where you, you're supposed to Google your birthday and say, Florida man. Florida man. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that, and there's one for every day of the year. Like, that's how crazy they are. Yeah, and I love that it's a Florida man. Yeah, always, yeah, and it's like always. the same. <laughs> I always think of it like it's the same Florida man just causing chaos, like, around Florida. <laughs> so funny. But people go there a lot to retire, too. Like, old people, they'll just go to, like, Florida and retire. I think it's just, like, you know, and then you get the young people. Like, I hear a lot about... I'm not very good at geography in America, but a lot of young people in Atlanta. I don't know. I think it is near Florida. I'm not sure. We're both You're asking American. the wrong the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> but like up here, I heard of people being like, um, Atlanta is, is kind of like the new New York. You know, kind of like that's where people are going now. I would never go anywhere in America outside of New York personally, unless it was like you know for my job. You know, but why? Why? Why wouldn't you go? Because I've heard that because a lot of rappers are coming from Atlanta. It's like the new mecca of like oh, where yeah, hip hop yeah. is growing. 
Yeah. Mm. I just, New York's like, I'm a New York girl. Like, and also, I've been to places around America. Like, I've been to, I've been to LA, overhyped as hell, hated it. Um, I've been to, well, you know what? It's funny. I'm actually judging, I'm judging it off the, not the, physical environment it's like lovely restaurants got great restaurants and they're limited though because they really appeal to like keto diets and like girls right. eat salad but it's it's nice to like they got a nice beach it's nice to drive around there i just did not like the people i didn't like the vibe i didn't like going out there it was just very sold too much they sold it way too much but New York, I had a lovely, since I first moved there, I have like always loved New York. Also, just the independence that New York kind of just forces you to get. Like, it's taught, like, it's taught me a lot. Like, it's it actually helped me grow. Like, a growth that I don't think I would have got in L.A. Besides just being more closed off and just like being like, people are fake. But in New York, you'll meet like real people and also because new york is a hot spot for people who are genuinely coming from all over the world like they'll just like they're like genuine there's like a realness to new york is and it's i don't, I don't know i can see myself living in like even like tennessee like why would i like i don't know places are a bit they're too like it's the united states they're too clicky like like Florida is Florida, New York is New York, LA is LA. There's no place like in like whereas like I want a country where like it like it's just like you know when you go to South Africa, you're in Cape Town, you're in Johannesburg, you're still gonna get the vibe. If you're in like New York and then you go to like Ohio, you're gonna feel like you're in a different freaking place completely, which is what confuses me about America. Like it's so divided. Yeah. Although I mean, you said. You know, when you go to South Africa, I've never been to South Africa. I'd love to go. I think it would be awesome. Um, but I've always imagined that I could live in Texas. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know why Austin, Texas. It's like I'm not saying like super redneck, but I feel like it's it, it's a cool place. It's like the balance of like. I think I might be going there for a wedding actually later this year, but. Um... Yeah, I don't know what to expect from Texas. My best friend was shooting a film there and she says it was quite nice. And it's actually becoming more and more like um kind of modernized there. Like yeah. kind of people like hip hop are very much from Texas recently like now. And you know. lowest state income tax. So Yeah. Yeah, you know. that too. The houses there, I saw that they're like very affordable. Yeah. Whereas New well, York, not so much. Although you know, you said Italy. I've always imagined that I could retire in Italy. Like, I've always, mm. that's like my vibe. I was there recently again, and like I was in Rome with my brother, and we were just like, yeah, beautiful. And you just because he'd never been to Rome, so I'd been there before, and so it was cool seeing him react to Rome for the first time. Yeah. Like, I got to re-experience it for the first time, and like the first time you see the Colosseum, you're like, what the mm. fuck? is this like yeah, you've seen it in pictures but it's i just couldn't believe it exists like you just walk past it yeah thinking about the history of it too when you walk past it like like what happened here like i don't know italy is just crazy even when i um 
I made the wish in the in the fountain, the trap. Oh, yeah, the Trevi tra- fountain. Yeah, like like experiencing that. It was just great. And Rome, oh, the food, like amazing. I love Rome. I just love Italy so much. And yeah. I tell you what, I all I ate was pasta and bread, and I didn't get fat at all. And I was like, and literally drink wine, pasta, and bread. Like that is that was it. Literally, they my exchange student. We would like get back from like school just pasta already. Like one one p.m. Like pasta, pasta later that night. But like and just the best Parmesan cheese mm. I have ever, ever. And she gave me this whole wheel of Parmesan cheese to take home. And I was like, yes. I ate that thing for like a year straight. Ah. <laughs> uh- Un- unbelievable but i love the lifestyle like you go up you go for a walk you get an espresso you then just like have like a very chill morning you go for a walk no one exercises there other than like yeah, walking and riding bikes they don't have yeah. gyms like i was like yeah. we've walked all over rome i cannot find a gym really i didn't really see anyone fat like yeah. i didn't see people who were like really overweight there and everyone was just oddly i don't know they're attractive and like like I walk past and you just see like just like like just like this girl like in like a serious like I love how they get so serious in their Italian conversation. Like they really are expressive. And just like it's so nice to go to a place, especially like here in South Africa, being like being Zulu also and just also being bilingual, going to a place as someone who is not from there, and then also just adapting to just the mannerisms, like the mannerisms the language, the way the language mixes with the mannerisms and also the way they, like, I like the way they get angry or, like, expressive. They're, like, yeah. I don't know. They, they, they really enunciate. Like, yeah, they, they really do. open their mouths real loud. When they scream at you, like, you know they're yelling. That's why I liked it a lot. It's it's very, like, relative to, like, Zulu. Like, my culture is also very, like, expressive and very, like, like, the words... Like, you know how, like, Italians very direct with their, like, like, the swearing too. like, they're, like, just, like, very direct with their language. Whereas also, like, here, like, my, like, language, Zulu is very, like, direct. Like, for example, like, hello is saubona. And in English, if you translate that, it means I see you. Like, it's just literal sense, like, actual, like, the words. I don't know how to explain it, but. Yeah, it, it doesn't have as much of like, like English is weird because you can say the same thing a hundred different ways and they all mean slightly different things. Like our vocabulary is s- stupidly massive. Yeah, true. But yeah, I miss Italy. I really do. I was just like, oh, I want to, I want to go back. Uh, so I was there for about four days. And then I went to Croatia for five days and then I went to Hungary for another four days. I've always wanted to go to Croatia and Spain. Yeah, I've never been to Spain, but I've heard really good things. Honestly, Europe is the best. Like Europe, yeah. I think I want to settle down in Europe eventually. Like that's always been a dream of mine. Like America was like a step always, like get my money and then like settle down. Like, oh, like even in Italy, like somewhere in like even barcelona like buy like a, like literally afford like an apartment when i own it just go there like and just wake up and go to the market or like you know like something like just so like yeah i want to live 
Yeah. That's why I want to retire in Italy because it's like, I want to be like, you know, 50, 60, like settled. I have kids and stuff. And like me and my wife, we go and we take like cooking classes and we'd like, you know, you do almost like your, the things you wanted to do when you were young, but now you've got money and now you can do it. But like, there's something about, so you've done the hustle, you've done Mm. it all. And now you're ready to like, just live again and remember what it was like to keep it simple and like, yeah, go to a class. They teach you how to make traditional pasta. You go, you buy your ingredients at a market. Like I love the idea of that ending up my life. That is literally my goal to just get to a point where I can just live life. I'm just, I'm, I still have yet to live, you know, well, live again because where you didn't really have responsibilities and then you did. And then now I'm ready to just like, you know, take life by what it gives me and not just like the like, oh my God, I got to go to work. Oh my God, I got to do this, got to do that. And it's like the problem. But that's just the system of capitalism for you too. It just makes you worry. Yeah. I often wonder, so I have this weird fantasy of like, what if I just quit it all? Like, yeah. <laughs> what, if, what if I just left, I just found someone, fell in love, and then we ran away and we lived a very simple life, but the love was like enough. What if I just mm. didn't give a shit about this anymore? What if I forgot about all of this and just really focused on the simplicity in beauty in life? And I wonder mm. if I would be happy. You know, that's actually interesting. I think you would. But... You're human. I think you would have your doubts. Your not doubts, but just your what ifs. You know, if you drop everything like that. And I think also holding it up to be for someone might you might you must be careful because you don't want to resent them if it doesn't go in the way that you yeah, if it's not easy. It's so funny because you're like you're like reading my mind. These are the conversations, like all those things of like would I regret it? And would I grow mm. resentful because I gave up my dreams? And that would that would be my fear. And like, because I'm a motivated person and I don't need anyone to tell me, hey, you got to go do this. I can do it mm. myself. And so to give it up and I haven't reached my potential, then I'm like mm, unfulfilled because I haven't found out if I could do it or not. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be that way. That's how it would be for me for sure. I would, I don't know. I feel like I'm the type of person that almost needs to see things through, you know, because I, I, I overthink also sometimes. So I know that those what ifs are going to come up in my mind. But genuinely, if you're in love, I think they won't be. I don't, I think your love's going to be enough to kind of be like, but it was worth it. But if it isn't, if it ends up not being, it's you're going to get resentful. Yeah. You see? Yeah. yeah. You just said everything that makes me like love the fantasy, but not act on the fantasy. Cause realistically I haven't found the, the person that I would want to live that yeah. fantasy with, but I can feel myself being like, let me have mm-hmm. it all, which is, you know, greedy as hell. Let me have it all. Let me achieve my goals, achieve my dreams. And then I'll do it in Italy. And, that's how I am. 
<laughs> literally i'm like even when people like especially with what i want to do it's like so easy to tell me that it's like unrealistic and it's so easy to tell me that like there's so many people doing it too you know but i genuinely live so in my head that there's nothing you can tell me that will stop me from just doing it because what am i going to do like say okay let me just focus on what's easy but honestly it's like what if you do make it not even what if it's like what's so not different about you to those people who did make it like you know if you have a real passion and a story and i feel like it like you know in your heart if you're just really driven and you would die for this shit then why would you not do it you know when you visualize it can you visualize the success yes i can visualize the success but you know i have things to work on in myself because it makes me nervous right now oh that's interesting i can imagine so much that i'm a bit nervous what about it makes you nervous um i think the interaction like with i'm ex- like i'm excited to like do what i love and i'm excited to meet new people and i'm excited to just like go into this venture that i've never been in before but i'm nervous because i know what it comes with and also like just like i'm very like me as a person i'm the type of person who doesn't really understand people who come into your life with any ulterior motives and also i'm sensitive to people who do because i've been in situations where like i don't know people are just not really they're disappointing you know and i think i'm just the type of person to just put so much into also because it's something i'm so passionate about that i want to do it right by not letting people come in and mess me up you know and like not letting people come in and just make me forget why i started doing this in the first place you know cuz it's like i want to stay passionate about it i want to i want to keep it a god like given gift like i want to keep it a gift and not like something i take advantage of to like you know so i'm scared i'm scared of like the the way i handle it but i trust myself i i think that if i keep good people in my life and i think if i keep like you know keep stay grounded but you know moving to i'm not even from america so if i'm doing it in america i'm kind of like on my own in a way you know but i think i'm mostly scared of like that like i'm just like where are my friend like my friends are in south africa my mom's in south africa like my siblings i'm mostly just scared of like just like it's such a big it's just huge and i'm just a girl you know <laughs> yeah but i guess but at the same time like i don't know there's i heard a quote and it was like what motivated someone to write a tv show and it was like because there are so many shit tv shows that get made that how could i not write a tv show that all the time i say i make the music that i need to be hearing like even like a song that i recently wrote i was like like one of the bars was um um abolishing bad music in my phone and if i'm going to do it then i'm taking it home like i'm doing it because this is what the world needs 
like not to be like conceited or anything but it's like I'm doing it from an artistic standpoint like where it's like guys listen to this like I know like I, I'm proud of my art like I love it it's like it makes me feel good like that's why I'm doing it so like I want to keep it that way is the thing and even like look at like artists like like worst example because she's like going through it right now but like Doja Cat like she started like on SoundCloud she started as just like a girl who was so passionate about music and then just the industry kind of just like it seems like the industry kind of like traumatizes you in a way like or like kind of just like messes your brain up so I think that's also a fear of mine and also just like also because I've grown up like I mean I've already kind of got like an audience on TikTok and I've had some insecurities before where people were like you know, I don't con- like I, I don't interact as much as I used to because I realize that not everyone needs your attention all the time, especially on something like the Internet or like, you know, but just like seeing comments like, you know, some people will really try to get at you like on purpose intentionally. And you see that and you're like, it doesn't matter whatever. But it's like, but why would you say that? And I know it's just haters and insecurity and people. But when you base it off something you're passionate about, like your words and your 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 life story, I think I'm just I'm still I still have yet to just like strengthen myself for what's to come. Like like I to just tell myself criticism doesn't matter and just to just stand in my own shoes and my own feet and just be like, you know, not tormented by the industry. That's what I'm scared of, actually. Just the influence. America's I, crazy. I think that's a reasonable fear. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I genuinely agree that that's, like, something to consider. Because I agree with you. Like, it would, I mean, I wish everyone would be able to be like, no, negativity doesn't matter. No, yeah. it doesn't bother me. But it does. That's, you know, there is a reason why, every artist feels the need to get up on a platform and share. It's because we are all, and you are all weirdly insecure. Like I know that about myself. There is some validation that I am trying to seek externally. That's why I put, because if I was happy and stable within myself, I wouldn't have to do this and I wouldn't have to seek attention. And I've been like this ever since I was a kid. Like I just need like I used to do improv, I need to make people laugh. I, I, Whatever it is, I need that external validation. So <laughs> I wish I could say that it, it doesn't matter, but it does. The negativity does affect all of us, but switching off is the habit. But, I mean, I think the industry ruins so many people because you're right that you start an artist and you start mm. raw and pure and very rarely do you have artists who are like, I just want to make a bag and that's why I'm going to make. Usually it's the other way around. If the money happens to come because of art you make, but then when you make money, you have people invested in you and you turn from an artist into a product. And I think mm. that's what fucks them all up, that yep, you're now marketable. Yeah. But, you know, I think I'm doing pretty well right now because I've had practice, too, with kind of branding myself in that sense. Um, like, I've had practice through TikTok and social media and being like a a personality on that platform. Um, but on a world stage, 
is totally different. Um, but I, 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 I think I'm, I genuinely think that I was, this is my calling. I'm very like convinced. So what can I do? I just got to do it. Yeah. I mean, you could just stay independent. I could. True. I, I feel like they're really the ones who don't get as influence. twisted. They don't get the same notoriety. They don't get the same, like, you know, fame and the the success. But I feel like they're the ones who have most of the longevity, the ones who, like, yeah. do their own thing and make their own labels and just don't let people influence them that they don't want to. Like, I don't know, my biggest fear would be to be stuck with a label, stuck with loans, you know, they give you all the cash up front and you start spending it and then all of a sudden you ha- you See, owe them more money. I've been getting talks about like, you know, like kind of just like if I get a distribution deal and all of that, which is also something else that scares me because scares me because I hear a lot of stories, you know, like that. And like I said, I'm just a girl. I need more knowledge. I need help with like knowing what I'm getting myself into because also, like I said, I do have these insecurities where I don't want to be a product, but at the same time, if I'm signing something, it's kind of like you are signing to be a product. But also, because I have practiced being a product, I can do it. I, I know how to appeal to audiences, you know? But the thing is, it's like some distribution labels will be like, now you got to make this type of music. You got to dress like this. You got to push this agenda. You got to. And I don't want to be that way. I want to. I want them to be like, Uppy, you're doing great. Keep going. You know, Yeah, and- I'm not really sure the difference, though, between a distribution deal. Like, I wish I could. I could be like, don't worry, Uppy, you've come to the right place. You've come to the guy who knows everything about the industry. But the only thing that I have heard is get a lawyer. Yeah, facts. For that real. is it. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to sign something you don't know what it is, so you're better off just getting a lawyer and knowing what you're signing. But I think ultimately if you have the right representation in that sense of like, hey, I have a lawyer at least to look over the paperwork, they can break it down for me, then that's a good start. And then the rest you've got to figure out. I mean, I think distribution deals are a part and part of it. Like I think distribution makes sense. They help you distribute. But I think it's more when you become signed to the label and then it's all all the music is label released. Because I interviewed John Connor and he was on Dr. Dre for five years and they never released an album. And it was like, yeah. And to be honest... If you said Dr. Dre wanted to sign me, the odds of me saying no to Dr. Dre are like 0%. But it just highlighted to me the importance of, hey, you can still be in an amazing label, but you may not release any music. That is crazy. Yeah, I got to make sure that that does not happen to me. (laughs) And the thing is, it's like you make, you know, my thing is to, um, which is also something I struggle with, like, in the group. I try my best to, like, you know, but it's, like, why I also have to make my own music and also kind of separate myself from my solo artist to my, you know, it's because I have a problem with feeling like 
my music and my art is being nitpicked or like you're taking what you like and then leaving what you don't like. And with like, you know, like you're gonna be in a record label, you'll make the song that you feel really passionate about and be like, oh yeah, we like this, just take this out and add something about like shaking ass. And I'm like, it's like, I don't want that. Like I, that's another thing, but yeah, I really just gotta really think about um, just the progression of my career because obviously I want to I want to I want to reach as many people as possible I want to like I want to blow up I want to I want to like I want to reach I want to inspire like as corny as it sounds but I want to like inspire people and I want to just like talk my shit but you know I'm also I should look after myself and I should make sure that I don't get taken advantage of in the process of trying to please the masses. You know, that is the best way to think about it is make sure you don't get taken advantage of because, hey, signing a deal might be the right choice. It genuinely might be. It might also be the wrong choice. So you never really know. And so I've never been one of the the subscribers of like, hey, if you sign a deal, you're fucked. It's just if you sign the wrong deal, you're fucked. So that's that's all it is, but that's life. That's like if you buy the wrong house, you're fucked. If you marry the wrong person, you're fucked. If you date the wrong person, you're fucked. So it all is part of it, but doing your due diligence. And you know, I did a law degree um, at uni, and I know enough to know that I'm not qualified at all to understand any of it and that I need proper representation so like that is the only thing that you learned in law school it was like do you know what you call a lawyer who represents themselves fucked <laughs> like, yeah that was it that was like even lawyers have to get lawyers so yeah it's too complicated and they put things in in there that you don't really understand yeah but even stuff that's like you know Words like in perpetuity, in perpetuity means forever. So like, yeah. So it's so you read it and you're like, yep, 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 yeah. And this is how artists get screwed is because the rights to the music that they make at some labels, if they sign a contract that says the label gets it forever, well, then you don't own your music. That's why they say you sell your soul to it because you're signing and it's your soul because it's your work. Like it's your being your essence and your it's they sign and it belongs to them now it's crazy there's so many stories about that stuff yeah it is but it's the classic deal which is people who are well versed in the industry they offer people who don't know anything about it and those people they see the the cash they see the green imagine you've never seen a hundred thousand dollars in your life ever your parents have never made that type of money you're like you you're thinking about i can set my family up for life if i sign this deal and then they do because they see the money but they don't really understand what it means and then your song makes like millions and you you just and you get 100k wow and then you got to pay most of it back because they loaned you out money for you to survive anyway because you still have bills to pay, rent, and you still got to maintain an image of what an artist is. 
And then that's what they do. They spend it all on cars and like off the bat, like you get that lump sum. New money, like you got to be smart. They, they're they not smart. No. Yeah. And then on the label side, I get it because you're an investment. They're yeah, like, exactly. I'm putting cash, I'm giving you money up front and it's I need return on my money. So, of course, I'm going to want it back. That's the deal. So. It's crazy. They did that to. They did that too, well, not an artist, but it was Dave Chappelle. I remember he, he, he apparently, like, he made um, something like, I don't know, like, people he works for, like NBC or something like that. He made them, like, a hundred million or something, like, a lot of millions, but they only gave him, like, um, I don't know, they only gave him, like, one or something or even less than that. And the thing is, it's like, they, no, they said that we, you're going to make, you're going to keep uh, like a certain portion of the money you make, but then he made too much. And then they said, no, you made too much. So they like m- kind of changed the deal. And then he kept that from the deal. They had think of what they thought he was going to make, but all the money that he made just went to them. He lost all that money. Millions. Like he was like, he wasn't putting anything out for like years. Like ugh, that shit is so sad. Yeah. And then when the artist passes away, they don't own the estate. So then the family gets no money, just goes back into the label. So they keep releasing it after you're dead to make more money off of it after you're dead. I mean, that happens all the time in hip-hop. How many, like, just, I mean, Biggie, he's had like five albums come out since he died. And it's like, now with AI... I am genuinely concerned that they could just make an infinite amount of Biggie projects. That, like, as a purist, that would be my worst nightmare. Like, I love him and I would want to have more music, but knowing that it's not real, it just, I cannot be a fan of it. It's just like also knowing that someone is profiting it off of, like, this guy who's, like, not with us anymore. And then also just, like, yeah, the lack of like authenticity to it. Like we're listening to a robot right now. It's we're pretending it's Biggie. It's just it's scary. It is scary. Oh, can yeah. I quickly just grab the charger? Yeah, yeah. Last thing I want is the thing to just die in the middle of it. Well, you know, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> I think I've I think I've done it all on the show. I've had phones die. I've had people eating while we're doing that. I've had people. <laughs> literally driving so it cuts in and out i've had people walk into restaurants i've had people at stores i've had a lady at a nail salon i've literally done all of it that's funny the driving is crazy yeah but it's like they're going somewhere or and i've had one that like they're in a car and then it gets darker and so they become like this silhouette of a person i cannot even see Are you still there? <laughs> yeah. Well, I can hear the voice. So, uh, but yeah, nah, it's all part and parcel of it. Like I knew what I would be getting into interviewing artists. Artists are not known for being notoriously organized. Yeah, <laughs> they're not. <laughs> That's funny, actually. That is actually true. Yeah. Y'all are interesting, but organized, <laughs> not at all. I had... uh one artist who was like, man, 
I don't keep appointments. Just message me day of and I'll let you know if I can do it. And I was like, this is extremely difficult for me to organize. I'm definitely ready for help for sure. Like it's it's insane. Even even like just like with like having social media as a job, because that's how I get some of my like my money. And it's just having the job to do. And then it's like, I don't know. Like I am not like it's easier as an artist because I work when I'm not even working. Like I'll like work on music while I'm like sleeping in my head, you know, and then you just go to the like set a date studio. You know, it's it works with the way I am. But just having that like I definitely would not be good at having that organized set of like Oh, yeah. I'm guilty of that for sure. I'm only good at it because I come from corporate. Really? Yeah. That's like where my, like, yeah, I'm super, like, I've got calendars. I know how to, like, that's why, you know, when we were talking, I'm like, I need to book a time and a place and I need to know what I'm doing so I can organize what the structure of it is. Um, and I appreciate it because, like, I, I, I'm also the type of person that needs someone like that in my life because, like, we can't all be disorganized now. Like, we need at least one person, like, especially just, like, with, I understand with, like, stuff that goes on, like, in life with, like, people's lives. And, like, I also appreciate that, like, I don't know if we're on the same time, but I appreciate that you were, like, like see like I appreciate that you're willing to like even like kind of like look at my time like like I I appreciate people who just like are willing to help the situation out you know well to be fair I did ask you to come on the show so it would be weird for me to like you know what (laughs) you got to do it on my time I'm asking you to come on my show but you do it on my time that's a weird (laughs) attitude to me so like yeah yeah yeah. I, I think it's like I don't know. I've always been like my goal, as I said to you before the show was like, I want you to have a good enough experience that you would want to do this again. And that comes from how we schedule it to the interview. So it's like the whole process. Cause if you're yeah. like, fuck, this is impossible to schedule, no matter how good a time we had on this, you would be like, I don't want to go through that scheduling again. That's a fucking nightmare. I feel you. Yeah. You do it pretty well. I'm definitely going to come back, though. Like, Thanks. That's how uh, it's recorded, so you can't take it back now. Okay. <laughs> hold it against me. You can definitely hold it against me. <laughs> yeah, that's what we call a verbal contract. Uh, so <laughs> you're signing yourself away. <laughs> I will, for sure. Well, next time you'll... It's a trick to come to the US, I mean, to Australia. But then again, I might see you when I'm in the States, so who knows? No, yeah, exactly. I'm actually planning on going back in September, like late September. But you miss it? You miss going back? I'm liking being at home right now, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, um, I left home like five years ago and I love like the people here. And now that I'm here... Right now, I genuinely feel like, like I've been making music. I've been, you know, going out, meeting, making new friends. Like, I, I, I like that I was able to develop my character and just like 
myself and just be like now that I'm at a point where I'm just like I like want to be known like I want to go out and just like I like being at home to do it because it just it feels good and also it's nice to be at home and just like have people like talk about my experience like so how's New York and I'm like yeah it's good you know I'm like just like I like it that's and why I like ones. Yeah. yeah loved ones are around yeah literally that's the hard thing about overseas like I don't know it's like adapting to a whole different like just people like people think I'm I don't want to say strange but they do see think I'm different there you know and you know, it's, I don't know if it's, I just am because people say that about me here too. But the thing is, it's like in America specifically, being from South Africa is something they just like aren't used to that they notice. And I'm like, yeah, I'm from South Africa. Being here, it's nice because there's a certain level of like understanding and inside jokes, you know, like just like cultural things that I just, I miss so much and I'm just happy to just like be here for this time to just like tap into that. What do you mean by weird? Like what do people say? Like how so? Cause I don't know. I don't think I can pick up on anything strange. Like I'm not going to be after this going, Oh my God, she was like the weirdest person I ever spoke to in my life. Um, but yeah. What do they say? Cause you said they say it in New York and they say it back home. So I'm interested of like, is it different weird or is it just like, different weird yeah yeah different weird in the sense that i guess they've never met anyone like me like i've heard that quite a few times but i also like relating to like i love like going out and meeting girls like who just like oh it's the best thing where like you'll meet like girls from somewhere else like in a different like just genuinely nice girls and then like just talking about your stuff they're talking about you and then you have the same interests but you're like you know it's nice to interact like that way but like it's definitely different like girls like love me in general like wherever I go like I like just like oh my god like and I just love girls also like the interaction when I go out and the thing is it's like but they're definitely like you're different you're different weird and it's like, you know, that used to offend me in high school. One time this girl said I was weird in high school. And I just kind of went home and I really thought about it. But I just like know now that I'm am and it's fine and it's not bad, weird. It's good. It's like I would rather I wouldn't rather be anything else. So like I've just kind of grown into it's like I'm weird, you know, and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always said being normal is boring. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, embrace the weirdness because I think that's the best part of all of us. I definitely get told like, hey, man, I really don't understand you. And I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't worry <laughs> like about it. <laughs> People, do you know what it is? They struggle to tell with my tonality. I have a very like even tone. And so when I talk and I talk shit, I say it in the same tone that I speak facts. And it's very confusing to a <laughs> so lot of people. Like sarcastic. They're just like, I can't tell if you're being honest or you're talking shit. I'm like, I'm always talking shit. Like, just <laughs> if you're not sure, the odds are I'm talking shit. So, yeah. 
Yeah. That's funny. No, I, I also find stress that I'm 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 kidding by the way. <laughs> yeah. I I think you should say that less and just just go. You react however you want to react. That's kind of the fun, I think. I love seeing people's reactions. Drives my yeah. family crazy cuz I like to see like getting reactions from people that I am close to. That's like the most fun to me. That's funny. Me too. I, I'm like, I'm a big sister at home. I'm like the big sister. So like, I don't know. I always feel like I, 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 you know what? I actually also am different, not I'm different from my siblings in the sense that I'm the most creative one. Like I'm the one who like my sister is also doing law and then my brother was doing economics and then like, I'm the eldest kind of creative so like i'm like i don't know not to toot my own horn but i am like the fun one like out of <laughs> out of everyone so i try to make it fun like i i love having young i'm like a big sister i'm a, I'm a what's it i'm nurturing in a way and that's yeah that's why i also just connecting with people and like just like friends making meeting new people like i love that so you're the eldest of three i am um, I have a big brother, but I'm the eldest um, daughter, and then there's five of us. Damn, big family. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm the oldest sibling of three brothers. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, so all boys. Yeah. I don't know how <laughs> mom survived, to be honest, but she did. And uh, it's funny because I was always the most creative as as as, like, just everything that I did, I always loved performing and I loved doing all that kind of stuff. And my brother recently, my youngest brother, he found his own version of artistry. He found painting and like, so he's really into his painting now. So it's like really cool to see that he's found his own art. Cause I'm just like, to me, I, my art is verbal. Like I love words. I love written. I love all that kind of stuff. Hence why we're talking. Um, and his is like definitely more on page abstract art, so he's like really getting into it. Yeah, interesting. I don't really, I don't have. Well, my sister's a dancer. That's the most artist. She does. She dances right now, but she kind of sad. But she kind of gave up on her dancing dreams. Now she's studying law. I'm like, get back on it. Like, you know, get, get your degree. It. Yeah. No, it's take the parent. It from, like take it from like, me. Yeah. I'll tell yeah. her. I'll literally tell her. I was like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. No, the more I did my law degree, the more I hated it. So yeah. I was like, huge pass. I don't, I you know what? I had to practice. I, I tried it for a while. I tried, not for a while. I tried it for a semester, like two semesters. And then. It's no. not as fun as you think it'll be. I honestly thought all I would be doing is like getting up and arguing with people and like, and I was like, oh, I'm built. I can do that. I can do like the public speaking side of it. And then it was like writing essays and I was just like, and reading boring shit. And I was like, this sucks. I can, like, I could not do any more of it. At some point I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Cause also it kept getting harder and harder, like, and less, fun like i was just like i can't do this for the rest of my life <laughs> well 
speaking of doing it for the rest of your life, I hope that you get to do your music and get to create and, and get to share for the rest of your life because it's exciting talking to you. You like genuinely have a passion for it. And um, I'm excited to see where you go on your journey and, and what else you create and what else you find within yourself. But I only have one more question for you. And it's the only question that I plan on this show, uh, but it's probably the hardest one. If you had to recommend an album that everybody should listen to at least once, just to get an appreciation of, can be any genre, cannot be your own music, what would it be? Black Swan by Smino. I have a few, but that one. (laughs) That came so quickly. Black Swan by Smino. That is something, that is like art. Like, that to me is like, history mixed with like like culture mixed with art mixed with like it's just like it's like watching it's like you go to the museum you see a painting but it's an album (laughs) it's like a piece of art i love that that's the best analogy i think (laughs) and for anyone else please make sure you check out api tenza uh fantastic artist doing it all group, doing it solo. Um, yeah, I genuinely am looking forward to seeing what else you can do and what else you come up with. And, uh, hey, it feels like you're just starting the journey of, like, really diving into your creativity and the reception's been great so far. So, hey, no time to stop now. Thank you. And um, I'm definitely Awesome. <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to shout out, anything you wanted to plug? Anything I wanted to plug? My music, just, you know, listen to it, feel it, see how you resonate to it. And yeah, just, I also have a SoundCloud. If you really want to dive that deep into when I started making music. Um, But a lot of my SoundCloud music, I've actually been planning to taking to Spotify, re-recording and putting it on Spotify. But yeah, I just want to be heard lyrically. Well, I think that's a good idea. I think people love to see the journey and the progression that you that you go on. And, hey, I'm sure there are some great tracks in there. There are. <laughs> Not to be conceited, but there are. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. You're so funny because you're like, I don't want to be conceited, but I know I create great music, but I'm also <laughs> not insecure, but... I also, uh, can, can, you, you're, you're like dancing this fine line of like not really knowing how much you can say. That's okay. There are people on my show who are like, I am the greatest of all time. Oh like, my God. Oh yeah. Yeah. Welcome to hip hop. That's, that's the genre it is. So yeah, yeah a, a little bit of, uh, self-promotion and confidence is all part of the game. Yeah. True. It's like no shame in like a little plug, you know? Hell no. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. You're not here because you love me so much and you're a, like, you know what I mean? I mean, you might, who knows, but also like we're here to help promote your music and, and what you're doing. So, uh, yeah, we should definitely promote it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news. 
Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon under Hip Hop Hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show. Bye for now.